Do the knitting ladies listen? Uh, some of them do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some some do, and then some they'll be like, I've been going for, I don't know, two, three years now, so some of them I know pretty well. Right. But when there'll be new people sometimes, they're like, oh, yeah, Megan does a podcast. And they're, I was like, really? What is your podcast about? And Don't stop. <laughs> you know, depends on who it is. It's like, right. uh, either I leave it at movies or if I feel like it, I'll be like, well, you know, movies and sex. And they're like, so you're, you talk about porn. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't talked about porn, though. To be fair, Barbarella is kind of close. <laughs> Maybe for its day. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. So obviously, you're just supposed to be high and appreciate the fact that she's starting to show skin. Because she's you now tearing off her, her aluminum foil uh, space suit. Yes. You're like, not only have I suggested that you all get high, but I've also ensured that you're going to see some boobs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I think I'm probably the perfect co-host right now. Yeah. Just want everyone's hearts open. Episode 17 of the Screams and Moans podcast, a podcast about movies and sex, but not together, because that would be porn. This week, I have with me Jason Ginger from Seven Days a Geek and Podcasting 101. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. You got a voice. I, like, I feel like I accidentally called an 800 number. <laughs> or 900 number, rather. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for this shit. No. Yes. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, I put it out on the internet for free. I believe it. So you have to give the first one for free. Oh, that's true. Get them. That's what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> just Get a rumor. Heard. Yeah. Your yeah, friend. I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> what are we talking about? Continue. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess tell me, you know, a little bit about yourself, or maybe been up to anything fun. I know it's the summer, so people try to get out and. Have a good time. A little bit about myself. Well, uh, I, you know, I wish I could get out and have a good time, but I have five kids and two jobs, so podcasting is where I get away. Other than that, uh, either trying to sleep or working. That's what I do. You are a busy guy, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, from sun up to sundown, always doing something. Usually not planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, oh, shit, this is happening? That's that's my life. Yeah, well, that's kids, right? Uh, Pretty much. All right. Well, yeah. Since you have kids and you're a busy guy, I uh, thought we'd get to a fun movie that maybe you'll like, since I know you're kind of geeky as well. And and we I did... actually do uh, movie reviews. Not not like uh, we talk movies a lot on Seven Days a Geek, but one of the things I like to do every once in a while is just grab like a handful of old, stupid or terrible or you know the, the the movies that you're supposed to not like. They're so bad, they're so good, you know. Uh, grab them off Netflix and I'll, I'll hand one out to everybody. It's their homework, the co-host homework, you know. And we'll we'll get together and we'll you know we'll talk. Uh, you know, we did the, what's the the clowns from outer space. Killer clowns from, Killer outer, clowns space. from outer space. Yeah, we've done uh, uh, the Human Centipede, uh, the Comet movie. Damn, I'm, I'm like dropping names. Is it Night up. of the Comet? No. Yes. Yeah, so, see, uh, obviously, I, I watched those movies, and and they were ridiculous. And and we started off with that, and then we just kept going. So every once in a while, I pick out movies. So when you hit me up, and you're like, you want to? I can't remember the two titles, but you said Barbarella, and I knew it was old, and it had to be terrible. So I was like, yeah, let's try this out. And boy, was I right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um. <laughs> had you seen it before? Because I said you had to rewatch it, right? I did have to rewatch it. I had seen it before, but it'd been a little, a little while, so I wanted it to be kind of fresh. Well, and I'm gonna go on a limb here because I'm guessing that you wanted to see. You'd seen it before. I'm guessing you picked it again because there's tits and ass in it. Because. <laughs> only thing worthwhile watching this movie now i'm familiar with what it's about and so i was like okay i'll give it a shot because even if it's terrible at least maybe i can see some dinner plates uh <laughs> yeah 
and <laughs> Jane Jane Fonda's dinner plates when she was young and hot. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Right, they get you right from the start with that. Yeah, they did, and and I didn't expect that. So here's a funny story if you want to start on this. So yeah. I, I haven't seen the movie yet, and I'm talking to TK1, the the kilted one, who's also known as Grant in human life form, uh, one of the co-hosts on Seven Days a Geek, and we worked together. And I was telling him that I was going to come on the podcast, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, on my lunch break, I'm going to load up Netflix, and I'm just going to watch it. And he's like, well, and I'll, I didn't bring my iPad. All I had my was my iPhone. So he's like, well, I've got my Kindle here. It's a little bit bigger. He's like, I'll watch it with you. So we're sitting in the lunchroom, you know, and we turn it on. And I know that there's probably parts that maybe we'll have to tilt the screen or something. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. Right. So the opening scene opens, and we're, we're already laughing our asses off because there's no way this chick is floating. Like, one second she is. All of a sudden she's upside down. Then she's just standing there for no apparent reason. And, like, you know, you see the lens, you know, go down the liquid and all of a sudden, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's in a fishbowl. And she's got, like, this I'm higher in 10 hippies look on her face. Yes. You know? And then Well, it was the 60s. <laughs> that's true. All of a sudden, the camera pans back again, and she's floating for no reason. And I'm like, well, where the hell did the gravity go? Like, it's gone. It's there. It's gone. It's there. So, obviously, you're just supposed to be high and appreciate the fact that she's starting to show skin. Because she's, you know, tearing off her, her aluminum foil uh, space suit. Yes. <laughs> And I saw at the same time, I'm looking it up on uh, IMDb. I'm trying to figure out some stuff about the show, you know, and do some research. And I'm watching, and he happens to say, what, What's the rating on this? And I said, Well, I think it's, they show nudity. I think that's what the movie's popular for, is you get to see Jane Fonda. And as I say that, IMDb has it posted as PG. What? So I'm like, Yeah. So I go, Oh, this movie's PG. I said, There's something wrong here. And as I say that, nipple shows. And I'm like, This is the greatest <laughs> PG movie in the world. Disney. They're doing their shit wrong. That's right. <laughs> if there was more nudity in Disney movies, it would bring a whole new... I would have seen Frozen by now, and everyone's seen that movie. I actually have boycotted that movie. <laughs> I think I, and I have kids. I have five kids. Like I hear the songs all the time. I've ne Other than maybe a TV commercial, I've never seen anything from that movie. Yeah. I've even avoided looking at the DVD. Well, and if right. Disney right. movies were like that... No. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I mean, this is frozen, such... frozen. There could be like hard nips everywhere in that movie. Very true. Very true. Yeah, they'd be cutting diamonds everywhere. Yeah, man, it really so, would. So you you decided to relive this movie? Yeah, I know voluntarily and everything. Did you regret it? Um, <laughs> actually, I kind of find really bad movies amusing. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I didn't actually regret it. <laughs> So you, you watched the whole thing. I watched the entire thing, and it is completely absurd. I will preface it with that. I mean, there, there were several times that I laughed out loud just because of it, it was like watching the fucking escapades filmed by a videographer. Yes. <laughs> well, and some of the I wish I could do it. You know, I should make it a video cast for this one, but the you know, forms that they have her take and the funny things like having her lay on a clear table so that you can, you know, see her form and in that little right. dome when she's sleeping and she's so, like a sheet of plastic. Yeah. So they can't look at underneath her. Yes. Basically yeah. they're trying to get all the angles and different stuff like that. And yeah, the one floating scene kind of reminded me of this strip club that I went to in New Zealand once. Ah. <laughs> it was called Mermaids, so they'd have women like swimming in water and aren't they all called mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it must be the largest franchise in the world. It's like strip clubs got nothing on McDonald's. That's true. Or the other way around rather. That's uh, yeah, very true. I guess I for some reason had blanked out on how much this movie had sex in it. I mean I remembered that it had Jane Fonda in nudity. I think it, it should be fair that you should give the warning because now everyone's like lighting up their Netflix and they're going to watch this. It doesn't have sex in it. It has it suggested. Like it goes right. from, hey there, boy, I'm going to use my wilds to get my way. I need you to fly me with your angel wings, Mr. Blind Guy. And all of a sudden, the next thing, she's in a nest buried in some hay and she just had an orgasm. <laughs> like, what that's, the fuck is that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, there is nudity, but there isn't sex. Right. Yes. Right. This is like this is like if Austin Powers. Did you ever see? Um, to me, it reminds me not even Austin Powers. Although I was very like the the beginning song that din 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 it where she's doing her her disrobing and whatever it reminded me of Austin Powers. So it was that that 
era of movies that he was trying to mock, but it also like uh, Flash Gordon, you know, tried to mock that. And there's this uh, cheesy, I wouldn't call it soft core, but I would say it was like it was all uh, nudity and it was called Flesh Gordon 2. And it was like a sequel to Flash Gordon. I think there was even an original Flash Gordon. And that's what this reminded me of. It was like tits and ass and stupid plot. Yes. And that's yeah. so. So for that, A plus. That's right. Well, I mean, the whole plot is that she's supposed to use her, you know, womanly guiles to right. save the, I almost call it like the love federation because it was everything was love. Everything, yeah, that's how they greet each other and say goodbye. Love. Love. Um, <laughs> but to well, save them. Sex, though. Like, doesn't she explain? It's like Demolition Man. Like, we're supposed to hold hands or, or point at each other for one minute with our eyes closed until we reach... Like uh, Avatar. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, no, we're going to do it this way. So, well, if we must. So she just lays down in this this tubal bed of fur, you know? And it, you see him take off... He's got this shirt that's made of, like, buffalo fur. <laughs> yes. He takes it off. And I shit you not, people, the guy is hairier when he takes his shirt off. Oh, definitely. He's supposed to be that 70s, you know, right. burly. He's a man. man that's uh -huh. right. He's a man's man. Now, there needs to be a director's cut to this because it goes from him taking his shirt halfway off to her in afterglow. <laughs> yes. <But> <laughs> I think the one thing that irritated me about this movie, though, was that humming she did in her afterglow yeah. every yeah. fucking time. Like, I've had a lot of orgasms, and I've never sat there humming some shitty-ass tune. <laughs> well, someone's doing you wrong. I'm telling you. You'd find a hairy man with a buffalo shirt. <laughs> and I will be singing in no yeah. time. Yeah. I guess we even start at the beginning. The movie starts out, she's in her, like, space pod made of shag carpet. <laughs> yes. I, I don't mean, like, the floor. I mean, it's made. Like, the whole, from top to floor to ceiling, the fucking closet, everything is shag carpety. Yeah. Even it, the doors. It, the doors have yeah. shag on them. Yeah. This is a 60s movie if I've ever seen one. Oh, but it was glorious for that. <laughs> I don't know if glorious is the right word, but sure, go ahead. Talk, lie to your audience. <laughs> I'm trying to sell them on it. You no. recommend these movies to your audience? <laughs> Of course, of Supposed course. To be upselling this so they'll go watch it. <laughs> hey, I'm not getting kickbacks for Barbarella, so uh, <laughs> they can do what they want. If you want to go plot by plot, I'll follow you along. I watched about the first 40 minutes and I skipped toward the end because I was like, this shit's too silly and I ain't got time. <laughs> I will say I was really surprised at how hot Jane Fonda was. Right? Like, I never thought she was attractive. Of course, I've seen old Jay Fonda and I love her in Newsroom. She's badass, but I mean... New Jane Fonda is damn. People. Right. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this movie was 1968. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. I had to look it up again to see. I thought it was maybe 70s or 80s. Yeah. I was going with early 70s, but uh, a little little earlier than that. But uh, PG, PG, uh, good rating, people. That's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's rated PG because it's, there's art. Those are art in those titties. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a nice body, you know. Yeah. Even a woman can appreciate that. I mean, she had some nice curves. I think, yes. Yeah. And, you know, ignoring all the inconsistencies that you said, how suddenly she'll be flying around, like, hitting the shag carpet walls. And oh, then yeah. all this, of a sudden she's fine like, and standing up. It was Like I said, the escapades. Like, there's one scene where it, the there when she crash lands on a mountain or it's the ice mountain or whatever. And then she takes him to a spaceship. It reminded me of like really like a, a low production high school play. Yes. Where a, a camera guy just kind of walked through the set as they acted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this shit passed for movies in the 60s. Of course it did. I, it, it surprises me. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder. Well, I'd be curious if back in its day, you know, was it seen as ludicrous as it is now or if it was actually seen as like a serious sci fi, you know, adventure I'm curious, too, because, I mean, the movie is loved. Oh, it's cult. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, you hear uh, you never hear how ridiculous it is. And it's probably for the age. Maybe it wasn't. And that's what I was curious. And I was going to look up just like you said, because, I mean, people actually have like an affection for this film uh, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get to that but right. um <laughs> but yeah i'm just trying to think of you know some of the scenes and you know it starts out in her spaceship and 
I do like the little communication device where you find out, you know, her mission, which is basically, you know, to save the world from the positron ray that uh, Duran Duran evidently is hoarding. (laughs) I believe it's Duran Duran. I know, but... But the way it's pronounced. Name from this? You know, I'm curious because when I posted actually about talking about Barbarella, one person did say, well, all I remember is that there was an 80s band in it. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) But yeah, it is named instead Durand Durand, but that's not how it sounds in the film at all. So, hmm, good question. Maybe they stole from whoever this director is. Yes. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the music group did name themselves after the scientist Duran Duran in Barbarella. That's so after, crazy. So she, that's basically the plot is that she gets this this message from her world leader or whatever, and she's got to go search out a scientist who crash landed or something on this planet who's Dr. Duran Duran. And it, it almost plays out like a video game does these days where like there, there's the level – and then she had to, in order to advance, she has to do something to get to the next place. And in this movie, in order for her to advance, she has to fuck somebody. I was just about to say that. Like, each level is fucking somebody. Yeah, and... yeah there's the blind angel, there's the hairy buffalo there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've, you've got the badass woman who wants to and, you know, calls her her pretty pretty. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling of that. I, I, I skipped past that after they were going to, like, shank the angel and then they, they ran into some dungeonarian, some guy in a fucking wig or whatever shows up and says, follow me. We'll come meet the oil monster or whatever he's talking about. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say there was a great use of whips as well in this movie. They were all over the place. <laughs> oh, the way they shot it? Yeah. Like, the, Are you talking about with the, the kids? Yeah, with the kids. Yeah. Just, you know, when she finally made it to her, you know, final destination planet. You know, there was all these kind of overlords, overkeepers, whatever, with these whips that were whipping everybody. But I'm sorry, those kids deserve to get whipped. Like, <laughs> you're looking twins, man, all of them. They were super creepy. So, yeah. one of the scenes fairly early on is these groups of twins, and they're all kids. And, you know, basically, those two knock her out, tie her up, and then she gets attacked by these really creepy dolls with metal teeth they like set them all up in front of her and all of a sudden they come to life not really but supposedly we're supposed to believe that they do and they start like stop motion uh walking toward her with their their chomping bond jaws teeth they just start chewing at her her fishnet stockings or nylons or whatever she had on so she's got like holes in different parts of her uniform like out of nowhere you know it's like all of a sudden her skirt just falls off oh like every time she does something and part of her uniform falls off and then this is like the fucking academy awards of movies like every two minutes she's got a fucking wardrobe change from nowhere she really does. I was going to say, they definitely played on, you know, the different stuff. So she'll be, you know, all bloody with fishnets on. And then, you know, she's got some white outfit on. And then she's got, well, after the buffalo guy, she's just wearing some fur. And she's rocking yeah. a tail that gets caught everywhere. And, yeah, we've got costume changes, nudity, <laughs> creepy dolls. This and- was like whoever wrote and directed this was they were playing out uh you know their fantasies on screen here well you heard metaphors that they were trying to bring across to some artistic uh expression <laughs> i don't know if it was maybe maybe back then people were all warhauled out and they're like yeah this is brilliant this is great yeah. yeah well you know because again it's like you've got the Ice Age kind of guy, and then, you know, you go on and you've got a labyrinth with all these different types of people right. that are there in this blind angel who has to feel his way around everything, including Barbarella. Ropes her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you've got this weird society on this planet made of evil liquid called Matmos. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of everything. And, you know, speaking of, you know, the 60s and the 70s and people, maybe drugs and trips and stuff, for sure, when near the end, uh, you know, she goes into that 
I'm really horrible with names, but that evil woman's dream chamber. And basically it's a huge psychedelic dream, you know, like they're frolicking and there's all these, you know, different, <laughs> different projections behind them on a screen. And you're supposed okay. to imagine, right. you know, that they're voyaging through her dreams and stuff like that together. And, you know, you thought maybe they would get it on, but no, that doesn't it was happen. Was that funny business in the 60s? You know, I don't know. I <laughs> I wasn't around, but um me neither. <laughs> let's, let's make that clear. Yes. I've got five kids, but I ain't that fucking old. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. So I would think that would have been around. There's definitely some I, suggestion well, I, of it. Right, but. but I think I mean back in the day they were a bit more uh finicky on uh, what they put in film and what was uh allowed. Or at least what was mainstream. Oh, yeah. There's definitely different standards. Kind of speaking of porn, it's uh, <laughs> it's everywhere nowadays where, yeah, back then it was not quite so much. Even porn wasn't... It, was, it must have been rated PG-13 if this was PG. Like, <laughs> Porns were rated PG-13? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, going with their current system that they seem to be rocking there. I mean, for for the fact that, you know, this was supposed to be like, a, for its time, like an over-sexualized person who, uh, you know, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie was all these sexual themes. But it may be because we're older and we've lived through, you know, our own events or whatever. But this didn't seem like an over-sexualized thing. Like, I actually would say, other than, it was it was it wasn't tasteless nudity. So I would even say if this movie was released today, I would I would buy the PG rating because it was almost just like a, a uh, it wasn't dirty, it wasn't degrading, it was no there was no tastelessness to it at all. It was just like hey, there's a beautiful body, enjoy. Well, yeah. and like you said, they didn't show any sex. It was just alluded to, though. There's definitely the themes which I found kind of interesting as well because you know at first she didn't want to do it the old-fashioned way right. why, why would you want to do that and then she experiences it and that's all she wants where she meets <laughs> get the, like i think they were trying to show some like expressionist metaphor or whatever however you want to word it but like the way she lays in this clear tunnel and it's almost like when the camera shows her on the outside and you can see like that's when they show her fully nude you can see like her her ass and everything but it's blurred because it's a plastic tunnel but it's almost like after the fact that she actually had sex for the first time instead of doing it the the weird space way where you wave at each other yes it's like she she was birthed from that you know, she comes out of that canal again, and now she's all, oh, my God, I got to tap every fucking person I meet. <laughs> that's right. Reborn. Woman yeah. reborn. <laughs> and that's why I'm watching this. I'm like, is this what we're supposed to think? Like, is this what the director is giving us? Or are these, like, you know, he thinks he's got these deep thoughts that he's suggesting to us? <laughs> or maybe I was just trying to read some kind of theme out of it to make this movie worthwhile. <laughs> That's true. And then, you know, later on, she meets the really, you know, geeky guy who wants to have it the old fashioned way. He's like, I even have pills. And she's like, oh, wow. yeah, she's is like the guy that like, OK, I fast forward and I found like this guy was looking for his communicator underneath a bunch of like shag pink carpeting in the floor. <laughs> and that's what they like communicate with the, the guy who was fixing her ship. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he's he runs the whole underground tunnel system yeah all the kind of rebels and you know when they do it he he doesn't uh it's a long wave a long long wave <laughs> he, gets the old, he gets the new school way he gets the new school way you get to see it with their hands touching and they start smoking because they're so intense like they pull out a pack of cigarettes and start smoking or like they physically start smoking physically start smoking like you burn toast in a toaster only it's coming out between their hands yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Was he angry? Was he like, I want pink taco now? <laughs> he did want it pretty bad. Okay. But So he settled for the hand wave. He requested the hand wave. Oh, really? I was going to say, he looks like a guy that would settle for the hand wave. I'm surprised he asked for it. <laughs> this guy looks like he'd settle for $5 and a nip rub. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. And it probably, you know, maybe that's why he was smoking and you know, held on a little long. Maybe it's probably been a while for him. <laughs> Down there in a tunnel all alone. The first time he didn't have to handle it himself, of course he started smoking. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to burn himself out. But yeah, and then um, the other thing was that whole sex organ. When, you know, so she, she finally meets Duran Duran. 
and you know he's he's basically trying to get rid of her because you know this whole time you think he's just employed by the crazy badass woman but you know underneath it all he's been plotting this entire time to get close to her because that's how he's gonna take over the planet because he's duran duran he's gonna take over the planet through barbarella no through the he wants to take over the planet that she crash lands on he wants to take over the angry woman's planet yeah the angry woman yeah. So really, Dr. Duran Duran is the criminal mastermind. Yeah. Wow. Completely. Completely. Yeah. Well, the 60s were blown away by this. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I want to know. I mean, were they going through the whole movie and all of a sudden they went, oh, because, you know, at the beginning, she's given all these tools. And one of one of which is kind of like, I don't know what you'd call it, almost like a well, I want to call it a GPS because of nowadays, you know, but when you're when you're close to Duran Duran, this thing will light up yes. and set off an alarm. It's like well, the Hobbit sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's going around and he's just been picking on Barbarella the whole time. He just wants to get rid of her. Which, by the way, I have to say that there is nothing in this movie that tells me that anyone is going to call this chick up to save the universe. <laughs> You have no confidence in her ability to do that. Like, I mean, she, no, I, I have no confidence in her ability. They don't show anything that says like, like she's even like, we're going to send you a, you know, basically we're going to transport these weapons to you in your glass case. And all of a sudden they appear out of nowhere. And she's like holding them. And she's like, wow. You know, like she's never even held a weapon. Like one of them is like the angels, like if we're going to fly you to wherever, I, you know, we're going to get shot down by the by the people. And he, she's like, well, I've got you know a missile defense system and all of this <laughs> is fucking photon gun that I'm like, come on. Where did that even I mean, I know where it came from, but I mean, she obviously wasn't like carrying it around with her. So yeah, her ship crashed. You're right. Exactly. She pulled it out of her. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where she was. Yeah, maybe that's where she was storing it. <laughs> but you know, so this alarm starts going off, and that's when she knows it's Duran Duran. After he tried to kill uh -oh. her with the orgasm piano, is what well, I call it. This to me. Yes. So, oh, this must have been where it passed. <laughs> where he I passed see forward. this. So, Can you get this on eBay? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So he's got this organ, which again, maybe that's a metaphor. I, yeah, I'm I'm following you. Yeah, mm -hmm. that he puts her in, and she she goes in fully clothed. But as he starts playing the music, her clothes start flying out of tubes on the side of this organ. And you just see the outside where the clothes shot out, or do you actually see her losing her clothes? No, just you just see the clothes shoot out. So like her boots shoot out, and then her gloves, and kind of so, like the beginning. There's no point in watching the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well. And so he starts playing, and as he's playing... He's playing with his organ, huh? Yes, he's playing with his organ. He's strumming his organ with Barbarella in it. Mm -hmm. And the keys are, you know, massaging her, and she's, you know, oh, oh. You know, she's getting more and more excited, and he keeps playing faster and faster. And he's like, oh, you just wait. When it hits a crescendo, you'll die. Like, he's going to orgasm her to death. Is essentially what's supposed to, to happen. Go. Yeah, that would be a good way to go. Yeah. It's just like a, a takeout from Harry Met Sally. Does she just like give it her all? I I think she holds back a little bit. I was a little disappointed with the orgasm. Really? Yeah. You've heard better is what you're saying. Yes, I've heard better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she basically breaks the machine, which pisses him off. Because, you know, it's supposed to fry her. And instead, you know, she's too much woman for this one organ. So she totally ruins it. <laughs> Instead, she wears him out, and yeah, yeah. So, so that's how she defeats the the evil being at the end. Is just she lasts longer. <laughs> well, that's not the end yet, because you know, then he he wants her out of the machine, and he's gonna have someone else take care of her the the hard way. Right. You know, you could do it the nice way or the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so many metaphors and innuendos in this film. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, to save her own life, she, you know, she bargains that she actually has the invisible key to uh, Angry Chick's sleeping chamber, which is the one way to defeat her, is in her sleep. 
Oh, I thought he was going to go in there and just, like, ram her silly. <sighs> You'd think. But, or, you know, that Barbarella would maybe, but no. So are you telling me that's the, uh, you know, the climax of the movie is <laughs> she gives him the invisible key and he just goes in there and, like, gives her this shiv? <laughs> well, yeah, essentially, essentially what happens is that she says she'll help him and she goes inside and he grabs the other invisible key and locks Barbarella in there so that he can become king of this planet and, you know, use all of his power. He's going to play the organ for himself? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have too many other women. I didn't see that many other women in the film. I don't know who else was going to play the organ for him. We can go back over to the where the, the angel people were, where the guys fixing this ship. There was a couple of those you know, downtrodden slave people that had their boobies have hanging out. Oh, true. And there were the women that were smoking the essence of man. Oh, didn't see that. Oh, yeah. They had those in the palace as well. So, yeah. Did, did you just call it the essence of man? Yeah, there was a man swimming in it, like the mermaids at the strip club. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and they had like a hookah. Okay, right. Yeah, oh, I read about that. Yeah, I did yeah. read real quick, and they said there was these women that hung out like in a hookah lounge, and you're right. Okay. Yeah, they're smoking essence of man. Okay. They're getting high off essence of man, so hmm. I guess there would be some women there to play his organ, but you know that bitch Barbarella ruined it, so. <laughs> okay, so Barbarella's locked in the room with uh, the angry chick. That's right. And she's going to rule the world. And then what? And then Barbarella, you know, explores her dream world with her and, you know, ah. gets gets her to wake up. And what he doesn't know is that kind of like like the witch in um, The Wizard of Oz, she can see what's going on. It's just a one way channel, though, throughout the like her her world. dream is like the crystal ball. Yeah. Essentially. I did find similarities, I and mean, I thought maybe I was crazy, but I thought maybe there were supposed to be like similarities to Wizard of Oz, like the traveling down the yellow brick road was her traveling from one spot to another, and she kept picking up people to help her out. So I, I, I thought maybe there was some loose, uh, stealing, stolen ideas. Yeah, because that angel could have easily been like the scarecrow, or. Right. Ah, now you're almost making me want to watch this horrible film again just to <laughs> see if there's some more references. <laughs> But they can see it, and she's basically got, it's not a detonator, but she can basically destroy it so that evil Matmos will take over the whole planet. Okay. So she releases the Matmos, and um, that's pretty much how um, they get rid of the evil guy. He's, you know, trying to use his positronic ray to kill people, and he's great, and he gives this huge, you know... You can't stop me! And the Matmos is coming everywhere, and okay, it's taken over the planet. But um, you know, thanks to the angel, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> he comes and gets Barbarella and Angry Chick. Also, oh, so he takes those two and the rest of the planet shit out of luck. Yeah. Hmm, all right. Pretty well, there's much. a happy ending. Right. It's, he gets two pretty hot women just going flying off. Where are they flying to, though? It's like, my... does it end that way? Like, they didn't show her get back to the Shagmobile and fly off into space or anything? No. Oh, all right. All right, yeah. <laughs> you want to know what? I'm I'm thinking, actually, now that you say that, the ending wasn't that memorable for me. No, there needs to be an end credit sequence or something. I'm sure maybe there was. I just totally blanked on it by that point because... <laughs> All right. I was so exhilarated. The end of the movie where I should have been. Yes. You know, wanting more but not needing more. So I lucked out. Yeah. Where I sat through the entire thing. All all the way to the evidently almost end where I didn't pay attention anymore. better you sat through it than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, what was your... (laughs) Well, we've kind of gotten a bit of your take of the movie overall, but... um... Yeah, what do you think? Okay, so so my thoughts. Yeah. All right, my thoughts on this were, if you've got Netflix and you're interested in seeing Jane Fonda's hoo-hahs, which I suggest that you should be, whether you're a male or a woman, because it's worth seeing. Uh, pleasantly surprised, as I said, but I, I would leave it at that. Like, really, you need to spend five minutes on this movie. You need to watch the, the ridiculous, exotic, upside-down, gravity, no-gravity, gravity, fishbowl head uh, disrobing. 
Yes. And then you can just shut it off. Like, I literally thought that this movie, like, if I didn't know that that was Barbarella, like, I'd have thought that there was another. I, I expected Austin Powers to come walking in and be like, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, the with the lettering on the on the screen that's popping around, you know, was very psychedelic uh, Austin Powers looking. And even, like, her hair, like, the, the Felicity Shackwell's hair in, in yes. Austin Powers 2 was very reminiscent of Jane Fonda. I wonder if that's where they pulled it from. But uh, all in all, if, like, if you like the old ridiculous stuff, I say sit through it. Because if that, like, we like bad movies. Yes. So it's worth seeing for the laugh. But this isn't a movie like you're going to go into. Like, if you're going into it and you're expecting, like, this class A movie, you're going to be really disappointed. Oh, yeah. Beyond disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it, like, if you're tripping on something, which I suggest that you do, uh, you're going to enjoy this movie a lot. Because there's a lot of, like, uh, back projector screen, uh, you know, like, where they're, they're the flight in the clouds. <laughs> you can tell there's a screen behind them and shit. I mean, well, or the for... dream sequence with the psychedelic flow all over it. But I, you sold me on the dream sequence. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the movie for that alone. And you know I, I'm kind of curious on the essence of man and the the man's organ. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know I had 20 minutes left. I went this far. I might as well finish it. But uh, all in all, I you know I can't say watch it. But I guess if you've if you're still listening to the show right now, obviously you're interested in something. Then go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, do, you, what do you think? I mean, you uh, watched it more than once willingly. So I know. <laughs> I mean, other than you've got mental problems, please uh, tell us why you Well, watch come it. on. I'm a podcaster. That should just be number I one. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I was going to say, it's definitely one that you either really have to like kind of really bad, campy right. <laughs> B-movies. To appreciate which, the cheese. Yes, definitely. And also, I would say maybe if you're in a group and you're all getting high, it would also be a really great movie. It's funny that I'm suggesting get high when I have never gotten high in my life. <laughs> but I think that maybe I need to now just so I can appreciate this fucking movie. Right? But after the initial sequence, because the initial sequence you can just laugh at and enjoy the PG boobies. <laughs> That's right. The PG boobies. <laughs> that could be a new term like hashtag PG boobies. <laughs> I think we've got an episode title. I'm not going to lie, but. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we're making note of that. <laughs> Just these PG boobies. Boy, you're going to fool a lot of people. I know, right? Audience, you're welcome. <laughs> you're right. right. <laughs> For all the boobs you're about to see. My work here is done. Good night, people. <laughs> you're like, not only have I suggested that you all get high, but I've also ensured that you're going to see some boobs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I think I'm probably the perfect co-host right now. Yeah. Just won everyone's hearts over. The world over. Exactly. Well, that's why I got you on here. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, as long as we're winning people over, maybe we should uh, get on to part two. There was a second one? No, no, not a Barbarella uh -oh. of Screams and Moans. I wonder if there is a Barbarella, too. Uh, I... No, there's not. But there was going to be a remake in the 90s. Uh, I can't remember what director was trying to do it, but... Or maybe it was just Drew Barrymore was trying to produce it with her as the lead. But I want to say that it was pretty damn close to being made. Oh, I don't. I almost feel like as bad as this movie is, though a re, you know, like a remake or a, a sequel would just ruin it. It would have to almost be as intentionally cheesy. Like it would have to be like like Austin Powers. Yeah. Like like in on the joke, very very mocking the '60s and the psychedelic world. Uh, I I don't know if they could get away with like trying to you know make a hundred million dollar Barbarella directed <laughs> no. by Michael Bay. Nothing but fucking Megan Fox's tits and explosions everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she'd just be flo floating, and then it'd just be like. Hours <laughs> of the camera spinning around her. <laughs> It'll look like gravity. <laughs> camera just spins around her, and shit's just blowing up out of nowhere. There you go. Transformers. I'm oh. actually July 4th, 2015. There we go. Maybe we should keep this to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got we got a hit here, people. That's right. <laughs> got great ideas on this show, man. I should be a millionaire by now. <laughs> You're sharing that shit. Copyright. Angry Ginger. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Trademark PG boobies. That's right. <laughs> that could be the, you know, the film produce, you know, produced by, you know, PG boobies films. 
You know, like like porn names are like really silly and stupid. Starring PG boobies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I almost felt like you know this could have easily got turned into a porn, porno. Oh, I think it was it was there. It was it was someone didn't have the balls to go for the the, the full goal there. So for that they're lacking. I hope they got hung somewhere. To tell you the truth, it would have been a <laughs> movie. It would have been a great, great movie. Like, like all of, like there, there was a chapter missing called Space Merkins. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes man you had the whatever organ you needed space merkins yeah that is true. this movie writes itself it really does it see i'm telling you we need to roll with this yeah all right all right <laughs> i detect another radio play that i'll have to write for seven days a geek there you go <laughs> <laughs> hey you can use my voice for barbarella all right there we go We'll talk afterwards. That's right. That'll be good. Yes. Okay, what was this part two you were telling me about? Oh, well, you know, the second part of my show. So we've got, you know, we've enjoyed the movie. (laughs) Well, talking about the movie. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, now we kind of move on to the sex part. Seven shipments of sex swings, yet I've never seen my wife on one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> See, you're already warmed up and ready for this. Oh, act. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, but for those of you who aren't, you know that every episode we have a question about sex. So uh, my guest and I get to answer it, and then we get to listen to what you guys have to say. So um, this week... The question was, foreplay or sex? So which one do you prefer and why? And as always, I start with my guest. So, Two, two words. Yes, please. <laughs> Both? <laughs> like, who's going to turn down either? Like, I'm thinking all week, like, how am I going to fucking challenge this? Because I'm betting, like, whenever I say you're going to play devil's advocate. And it doesn't matter what you say. Like, like you can't win it. Because, like, if, you, if you're if you in a relationship and you tell someone you like foreplay more than sex, you ain't getting laid again. <laughs> and if you tell them you like sex more than foreplay, you ain't getting laid again. Because you got to have foreplay to get to the sex. So you tell me, what's going to work here? Well... <laughs> I think it depends on the person, really. It's more, you know, an opinion. Obviously, you want you want both. You want both. Yeah, I think so I mean, I, to me, it's like you need to get from A to B to C, which is the oh, you know. So and yes. there's, there, it's like the Wizard of Oz and Barbarella. There's a trail you have to go down. You know? <laughs> Rarely is there, you know, you, you know, you get right to the one. You got, you know, you got to. There's there's stages. All right. Yeah. Well, see, I was gonna say for me. <laughs> There should be. For me. <laughs> there should be. See, so you're leaning towards foreplay then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... I enjoy both. Yes. No, I definitely do as well. But man, I wouldn't turn down either. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, let me let me rephrase that. I'm an ugly man. I would not turn down either. Oh, oh, harsh. <laughs> harsh. If my wife was around right now, she'd come down here and beat me with a fucking rolling pin. <laughs> Would she fuck you on camera? Because maybe that would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know if on camera, but I, I, I told her before I could piss her off and make her ride the city bus home, and I'd still get some. So. Oh, that's a good. That's a good relationship right She's there. She's a good wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. She's blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say love is blind, so. They, they do. And it is. Oh. <laughs> All right. So go, go ahead with your half of the. <laughs> yes. 
this is my show. We're supposed to be talking about me right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have that problem. I run two shows. What do you think? I was going to come on here and be quiet? No. <laughs> no, I'm glad I don't li- I don't like quiet guests. Um but no, I I don't know. I guess if I have a preference, I would I would go with foreplay. And is it because, and, and honestly, is it because it lasts longer? Yeah, I think part of it, but I think the other part of it is you don't want to feel a connection towards someone. <laughs> Well, and I feel, and I feel like I'm, I don't want to be giving the FaceTime and you can climb out the window, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) There's an off air story for that. Um, but, but, you know, I think it's more, and I guess I think about it when I think about with a new person versus like established. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, before you go any further. Okay. You're saying foreplay, but you are the person that you're with. Man or female, I don't know what you're into, but uh, is it foreplay for you or you like to to give the foreplay? I just like to participate in it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mutual, mutual foreplay. So I was going to say participating is like you could sit in the corner and be like, you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Way to whack off. <laughs> a plus. And then I just walk, want the coach. Walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a towel. My job is done. Yeah. See you next Tuesday at five. <laughs> oh, you go a whole week, huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's rough right now. It's rough oh. right now. Yeah. Right. But no, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say foreplay. I think because especially when you're with somebody new, because that's, I feel like that's when you kind of get to explore a little bit more and kind of see what they're into and what they're about and. That's the waters. Yeah, and I don't know. I've gotten really into kissing more than I used to. Like, I used to be one of those people that I'd just be like... Is kissing considered foreplay? <laughs> Eighth grade? Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh. No, but like, you know, if it's part of making out and rubbing and grabbing... So. Yeah, yeah. Grabbing all sorts of body parts and... Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. The whole kissing and pawing. Kissing and pawing, I have an appreciation for more than I used to. So, yeah, definitely like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk up to the next guy. Do you want to do some kissing and pawing? Would there that you be go. okay with you? Craigslist is all about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's whole podcasts just dedicated to that. <laughs> Wait, what? You know? <laughs> I just said there's whole podcasts that are like... Really? Oh, that... I, here, here's a true story. I don't know if I've ever told this on a podcast. I heard about this. Like I was watching, flipping channels one time. This was years ago. I think fucking like a current affair or some shit was still on. And and I flipping channels and they were talking about Craigslist. And I'd never even heard of Craigslist at the time. And they were talking about how women will post, uh, you know, they're offering whatever. And they're offering it for like 20 roses. Because if you offer money, it's prostitution. So they were using the slang of roses. And I was like, oh my God, this has got to be this is not real you know i thought maybe this is like craigslist la or craigslist new york so and i live in grand rapids so i just hop on craigslist and i check it out and it was before i think they even had like the exotic button like you could actually craigslist will take you there now like they're they're giving shit up craigslist is a pimp that's what i'm saying but before before craig was a pimp like you had to search for this shit so you know i'm doing a little digging or whatnot because i was like i'm not ordering a craigslist whore but i just had to see if this is fucking real you know yeah so I get a call at work like three days later for my wife and she's, you know, maybe upset, maybe not, you know, more, more feel in the waters. Right. She uses Craigslist to buy and sell shit, you know, and we share a computer so you can see, you can follow the, the, the hyperlink. The history, yeah. it's, it's color, you know, so she can see what links were used. So she went down my, my little, uh, <laughs> my, my gold trail. <laughs> so <the> girl, <laughs> yeah. she's like, do we need to discuss anything? I was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? And all of a sudden, you know, my defenses are up. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and oh, she's like, shit. I'm on Craigslist. And I started fucking laughing, you know. And she was still serious. Like, motherfucker, what the hell are you doing? Because, you know, she found the pot of gold. Right. <laughs> but right. So let me tell you, it's not a pot of gold. There is not. I mean, you got you to gotta be like, you know, the ugly guy in Barbarella that's willing for the handshake. Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's two roses. I ain't paying for that blowjob. <laughs> right. But but it was like it was a curiosity, so I had to follow the trail. Well, she followed too, and you know there was there was you know a moment of hesitation whether she wanted to be married to me still or not. Like, Am I married to a creepo? But it was all good. <laughs> nice. Yes. 
yeah, that kind of shit exists for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's been there's been whole prostitution rings here that have been busted, like from Craigslist. Oh, there's even been the Craigslist killer. Yeah. Oh. It's all based off of I think the the sex part of the, you know, he would he would bring girls into his hotel room for sex and then he'd choke the shit out of them and kill them. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That I would know. Show down. Right. <laughs> shit just got real. That downer. Yeah. <laughs> We're not really selling Craigslist to people either, so. No, no, no. <laughs> but, Just bad movies and foreplay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like and a date. It's like it's like a date for my listeners. We've got movies and some foreplay. Yeah, there we go. We're gonna send them home happy. That's right. Maybe you know, but but the foreplay has to move on to send them home happy. That's the whole. Yeah, thing. I think they need more than heavy petting. Although you know, sometimes you get a prude who's you know petting is as far as you go until the next day. But these days, like, okay, so you're, you're, I'm, I take it you're still in the dating world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I've actually almost been single an entire year, which is crazy to say. Oh. I've yeah. been married for 15, and I fear the dating world. Don't want nothing to do with it. I like the fact that I can come home and be like, baby, downstairs, boom. You know, I don't want to go meet someone and feed them fucking fish sticks and French fries. <laughs> <laughs> feed people these days and get to know them. <laughs> I tend to start with maybe a coffee date. Oh, okay. Um, keep it keep it kind of casual. Yeah, yeah. A coffee date? I thought people like you, you strike me as like all of a sudden like no, I want to go bowling. Bull- <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> this is like 2014. That's just because you, you know, know that I knit. You get to know each other. <laughs> you know, by Monday you're fucking you're way past heavy petting. <laughs> I want to believe that's how the world works because, you know, if I ever do something stupid and get divorced, I need to know that there's booty out there. <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. Well, that that I don't have to pay for might be the, the yeah. kicker. <laughs> no, oh, it's definitely a jungle out there for sure for men and women, I think, oh. with dating. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that world. Yeah. All right, so you, anyway. uh, in the end, in, in the part two of your podcast, you're saying that you are all for the foreplay. I'm I'm all for the foreplay, but I, I definitely like some good sex as well to follow up that core, foreplay. <laughs> core, core play? Well, I don't think foreplay. anyone's in for bad sex after foreplay. <laughs> I was, you know, I was, it's such great foreplay that I hope he right. follows it up with really horrible sex. <laughs> if you got to end the night with, oh, I've had better, you know. <laughs> I guess uh, they better have knocked your socks off. You can spend the night. No, that's okay. I'm I'm just gonna go home now. Thanks. I think the mail's coming in twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, we've got some listener answers, and as always, I always let people know that their answers can remain anonymous if they like, because I do like to hear. Hey. I... <laughs> You know, well, some people are not necessarily as exhibitionistic as me, and they don't want their stuff all over the internet, so they want to stay anonymous, you know. Right, right. I bet uh, you could check Craigslist for it, though. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe this listener's on Craigslist. <laughs> they say, I prefer foreplay. I haven't had sex in a while, but I have had some pretty steamy conversations with a few gentlemen callers i've found that keeps me hotter (laughs) okay first of all those are two different things it's not foreplay if the person is not in the room with you (laughs) i I mean i hate to sell out your secret here number one but (laughs) you need to go get some coffee hey no (laughs) well they go on and say that they found that that keeps me hotter than anything I know it probably helps that I haven't done the deed in a while but I can honestly say that during this verbal foreplay I have never been more turned on in my entire life wow she must be listening to screams and moans must have <laughs> hell of a vocabulary <laughs> hey. you think the grammar Nazis in the uh the the uh like the sexting world yeah <laughs> or like they get turned off because they forgot a period or an exclamation point <laughs> all of a sudden you're like baby i'm there and all of a sudden hello hello <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question but you know 
I don't know. See, I find intelligence sexy, so I can totally see how, you know, you could get talking with someone and, you know. Well, I follow that, but to the same point, like, uh, like texting, I'm texting. Not texting. Right. Okay. Uh, there's no grammar. There's just like bam, 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 bam words. No matter what the fuck you're typing, you know. And then there's people who is like, this shit's fucking politically correct. <laughs> it's like, come on, fucking shorthand, WTF. BTW, shit like that. Not fucking correct my shit. <laughs> Just send a picture. It's quicker. There you go. There Text. You go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to number two. Number two is, uh, I'm guessing it's sassy from the most popular girls on the internet. Sex, she votes. Exclamation point. Grammar Nazi, go girl. She's all about it. She's like, fucking hit it from every hole. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, foreplay just seems like an unnecessary dance before you get to the good stuff. Uh, LOL. Okay, first of all, I, I think that's, this girl is like a man. She's aggressive and she wants it now. Okay, foreplay is fun. You need to settle down, woman. <laughs> just just enjoy the whole show. Just calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, this isn't all about you. <laughs> <laughs> As my wife will tell me, this isn't all about you. <laughs> How can she say that with never mind? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What you mean, never mind? <laughs> if well, you're gonna I, feelings, I, I'm going to hang up right now. No, I was gonna, I was going to say, how is she going to say that with your cock in her mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that big or she's got a big mouth. And that's all I'm leaving at. <laughs> all right. I just, you know, didn't know if that was okay to say, so I thought I'd hold back. No, this is your show. You say whatever the fuck you want. All right, all right. (laughs) Is there a number three? There is a number three. Another anonymous listener says, foreplay all the way. Nothing like going down on a horse, digging for mints in a feed bag. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That is some imagery. (laughs) Number three, you need to leave the farm. (laughs) The fuck is this Green Acres? Holy hell! This is a nap that you could pick from the next, the the newest millennium. Even although I gotta say, I give her credit because it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, and then we actually have a recording from Tony from Salty Language Pod. Tony's my boy. Pod gods. What up? Hey there, Megan. This is Tony from the Salty Language Podcast. I've been uh, sitting in a bar all night. Drinking lots of beer, plenty of shots. So I figured it'd be the best time to answer your question, right? A foreplay versus sex. Did I mention Salty Language Podcast? Shameless plugs, right? Uh, I'd have to say it's a pretty difficult choice because I love getting right to sex because it feels great. But on the flip side, there's nothing that turns me on more than when a woman, you know, I make a woman come. So foreplay is also great. Hmm. It is a very interesting, oh, God, I'm drunk. A very interesting, difficult choice. So I guess what I would have to probably say is foreplay. Because once she comes, usually around me with her legs on, wrapped around my head and shoulders, I'm so riled up and ready to go that I have to absolutely go straight to sex so my choice would be my dear foreplay over sex all right all right see you love Bye-bye. you think he was a little drunk i, th- I think he had a few the, the night was just starting though this is tony he can go all night long and i don't mean in the sack ladies i, <laughs> I don't we've done a show together have you I'm going to listen to You know what? You're right. You did. It was about five shows ago, and I was going to listen to that at work today, but I didn't get a uh, – I just got through your first one, so I didn't get the chance to go back, but I saw that Tony was a guest, and I want to listen to it because I'm a huge Salty Language fan. I yeah. love those guys. Brian and uh, – I miss Tate, but Brian yes. and uh, uh, Tony are awesome. And Jean listens to the show all the time. She listens to my podcast. She's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I was going to say – I've told them they have to get me on there as a guest, so – Oh, I'm sure they will. I would love to be a guest on Salty Language. Although they do their show for like four fucking hours. I know. You think I'm bad. Like, they're insane. 
at podcasting. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and drinking. And drinking? well, yeah, you're drinking water. Do you drink? <laughs> I do actually drink. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen coffee, I've heard coffee, and I've seen water. So I did. I thought maybe like, you know, you had a little too much. You hiccuped one night and shit went wrong, and you were like, never again. <laughs> that night I put everything on Xbox, Xamster. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> no. You put it all on the Xbox, huh? <laughs> well, I could put it there, I suppose, as well. That'd be different. Um, <laughs> gamers unite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um. No, I I usually drink cider or my rum and cokes. Okay. As well, I know that's when I was over in England and got quite drunk. That's um, what I got drunk on was rum and coke. So that sounds like a good time. I need to go over there. Oh yeah, the pot up was great. It was a lot of fun, meeting a bunch of podcasters and getting drunk and partying all night. So I'll do that in a couple of months actually. So we'll let you know. Stay tuned on my show. There we go. And I'm just throwing this out there. You ever want me back? I'm yours. Yay! I was like, yeah. Do you hear that? I'm singing. I'm singing just like Barbarella after an orgasm. <laughs> and there is the tie-in. <laughs> See? That's good podcasting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those are all good answers. And I would like to thank all my listeners for submitting those and opening up a little bit yes. for the next episode we're asking how did you learn about sex or was there any early you know misconceptions you had that you thought sex was something and it is not that at sense. all <laughs> what do you mean uncle dan's not supposed to touch me <laughs> <laughs> thanks for setting the stage now for all the future <laughs> And the creepy calls flood in. That's right. Thanks a lot. No, but um, yeah, if you do have uh, an answer to that question, you can always email the show at screamsandmoans at gmail.com. And with that, I think it's about time we start wrapping up. And uh, you let my... Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, sponsored by Trojan. You filthy animals, wrap your shit up. We don't need more kids in this world. I've already brought five in. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've had enough kids for like two or three of us. I have. So, you know, well, you know, last week, or last episode was Crisco. I heard that. That's <laughs> why the sponsorship. I'm yeah. keeping it going. That's right. This week, oh, it's Trojan. It's the next guest spot. It's their job. From now on, this is a new segment. It's their duty to bring a sponsor. Bring a sponsor. That could be, you know. It's made up. They just got to bring it. That's right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, um, yeah, if my listeners do want to check you out and check out your different podcasts, which they should. I agree. I agree. Where can they do that? Uh, SevenDaysGeek.net is the, the number one spot for all things Monkey Poo Studios. If you're looking to learn how to podcast or maybe find a new podcast, I interview a podcaster every week about all things podcasting tips and tricks. Uh, so Podcasting 101 is that show. And then if you're into the geek stuff, movies, comic books, TV shows, or uh, a little bit of just strange and funny stories, we share that over at 7 Days a Geek. Uh, both are on iTunes and Stitcher. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I knew no, that, but now I, everyone I, else does. <laughs> Thank and, you for listening. Yeah, no. Um, and I was going to say thanks for coming on. And as usual, people can catch up with me on Twitter at Screams and Moans. We also have a Facebook page, which is the Facebook address, slash Screams and Moans. And we're also on iTunes and Stitcher, along with www.screamsandmoans.com. And if you like the show, I encourage you to, of course, rate and review it on iTunes. If you're listening right now, you need to leave a rate and review. I'm talking to you, number two, sassy. If you left <laughs> a review, and and the fella about the horse, all right. I want some. I want this is like fucking quality fleet and farm. All right, you get on iTunes and you leave a review. All right, you have till Monday. Clock's ticking. Woof. We're gonna find you on Craigslist. Yeah. Hunt you down. Yeah. yeah. I know. Craigslist killer. I'm just saying. Just, I'm just, not threatening your listeners. I'm just, I was going to you know. say. <laughs> All of a sudden it got hostile. Right? It got dark and hostile. <laughs> Woo. Shit nice. went from 
fucking sitcom to Hannibal. <laughs> I'll eat your face. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> maybe you'd have a little better luck if maybe you offered, you know, eating pussy or something else. <laughs> All day long. When I, once I'm done with it. What, were you talking about me? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll do that later. You're um, right. <laughs> so... But um, yeah, with that, yeah. <laughs> you're like, speaking I'm... of, I'm out. <laughs> no, <laughs> Peach time. That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again. So All right. um, with that, we're going to say goodnight to the listeners. And everybody have a good one. Bye.